This is Jim Minns, Communications Officer, and welcome to the PSA CPSU New South Wales podcast. This week... My, my call out to members working in child protection is to just constantly remind yourself of why you're doing the job. And it does make a difference. And um, it's only by hanging in there and committing yourself over and over again to the purpose of doing that job that will make the job better and will make the lives of children better. My name is Brendan McManaman and uh, I'm a project officer in community services, statewide services. And uh, my name is Alison Corrigan and I'm a senior caseworker currently based at uh, the Helpline working in child protection. First thing we want to ask you to start off the podcast is you've just had uh, your DC. What was the general substance of what was discussed and how does it affect the members going forward? Yeah, we just had uh, our two-day departmental committee. We had elections at the end of last year, so we've got quite a number of new faces. I would say bordering on the majority of our delegates are newly elected delegates, which is fantastic. We've got new blood coming through. They're very enthused. They want to make a difference. Um, the issues, we we do have a full of agenda because one of the things with child protection and community services, there are so many aspects, so many changes, so many issues that need to be discussed, strategized. And we spent the day, obviously, bringing a lot of the delegates up to speed as to what we're doing at that state level with our discussions with the executive of the department, so the deputy secretaries, uh, and where we're at at that, what direction we're going, what we're trying to achieve, and how we're going to try and achieve that. At the same time, we're conscious that there was a lot of new delegates. This was new ground, new experience for them as well. So offering them some of advice of our experiences as uh, long-term delegates on how to be effective as a departmental, departmental de- delegate. Essentially, you're a state delegate. You're there representing, in many ways, your district. So it's not no longer just your office, your team. It's having a broader perspective of that. Alison, you know, a lot of new faces. That must mean um, a lot of people want more of a say inside the departmental committee. Would you agree? Uh, well, I think there's one thing we can absolutely um, guarantee with child protection workers is, and that is that we're all very good at talking because <laughs> communication is one of the um, key uh, the key skills that we we bring to the bring to the role. Uh, regardless of the job that we do in this department, our incredible admin staff, our managers, our caseworkers. <coughs> A range of other staff, including project officers as well, obviously. But we're almost to a T, uh, very dedicated to improving the lives with ch- lives of children in New South Wales. And I think the real standout uh, for me over having the privilege of listening to uh, new people in the room was again just an opportunity to really just. Uh, touch base with why we're all doing the work and um, what unites us in terms of um, our passion passion for the work. And I think we're 
probably a little bit different to other groups of members within the PSA in terms of um, our union solidarity is actually more around our practice and more, more around our ethics which are very closely aligned to union values, um, but they're the the, the main uh, main areas that we actually advocate for our members on is around uh, a safe and reasonable way that we can work together to deliver better outcomes for children. So my hope is that uh, the new delegates uh, that were so generous in their time over the last couple of days will um, hopefully reflect on how they've uh, touched base and built up that solidarity within the room and take that back to their workplaces and back to their members and back to their work. What can you tell us about the New South Wales uh, Upper House Inquiry into Child Protection that recently took place, Brendan? Yeah, we we spent a considerable amount of time gathering the information for that submission and, and putting the work into the submission the inquiries, it can be somewhat frustrating because we have inquiry after inquiry. Child protection is obviously a very sensitive issue. It's a bit of a political football. And um, any government today, and especially the current government today, want to get statistics that show they're doing a better job than the previous government. So it's within that context that uh, there's a lot of pressure in regard to child protection workers and the work that they get through. What the inquiry and what we focused on in the inquiry is some of the realities here. We have virtually seen negligible increase in child protection worker roles over the last 10 years. Yet at the same time, we've seen the demands coming through in the form of child protection reports, Roche reports, they call them, uh, more or less double if not even more, over that same 10-year period. The department is very focused in regard to statistics and productivity and KPIs that are imposed on districts and then subsequently imposed on child protection staff themselves. Unfortunately, um, so many of our staff choose not to stay because of the pressures of the work, and these are organisational factors, not so much the actual work itself, they're passionate about, obviously, the assisting families, supporting families, protecting children. They're passionate about That's why they're in this job. The frustration they experience is they don't have enough resources. There's not enough child protection workers. Yet, pressure politically, and then that flows down through the department, is that you need to do more. You're not doing enough. And then... They're at place in this position where they're working excessive hours. They're placing their own health at risk, sacri- sacrificing that family life and work balance. And as a result of that, we're seeing very high rates of turnover of child protection staff. In that general instability in the workforce, which then flows on to actually affect our services in working with families and children. So that's, that's a key factor in our submission, focused on the actual factual information to show how demands have increased, but the resources haven't matched. And at the same time, showing that in many areas of the state, our child protection workers have actually doubled 
what work they're actually getting through but with no additional resources and unfortunately much of that work is actually done in their own time and at the cost of their own health. Did the work that you put into the submission in the Upper House Inquiry reflect the uh, mental health challenges that are impacting our members who work in child protection? Absolutely, absolutely. That was a very key, key focus in the submission, not only highlighting the, the acute on the resourcing of the area, but the impact that's actually having on the health and stability of the workforce. Unfortunately, we're in a situation where even based on the department's own health and safety reports, highlighting the fact that the incidence of psychological injuries for workers' compensation, the rates are actually higher than New South Wales Police and the Ambulance Service. I mean, that's that's a damning indictment in regard to a lack of duty of care for its own employees. We hear a common phrase in regard to the public service in various departments that the they want to be seen as an employer of choice. I can tell you it's not an employer of choice, but the people who choose to stay, it's because of their passion for the work they do to try and protect children and support families. Alison, what can you tell us about some victories that have taken place in your line of work recently around our members and delegates? Well, I think that it's um, it's a bit challenging sometimes to talk about uh benefits that have flowed on from the advocacy work that we do because I think one thing that we know as professionals working in human services is uh, the work that we do is not cut and dried it's not it's not black and white Um, it's it's nuanced and there needs there's a richness to it which we don't always appreciate and That is paralleled in the advocacy that we've done over the last few years. Um, uh, There's not sort of one moment in time that we can say, yes, this was a a, a considerable victory. Um, The the changes that we've been uh, able to bring in through our advocacy work have been uh, often incremental And they're often behind the scenes and not something that we can uh, promote in a a, a very direct way with our members. But our members would already be experiencing some of those benefits uh, and I'll get to them in a sec. And the reason why they're, they're experiencing those benefits is because a lot of this hard slog, very persistent work that we've been doing behind the scenes in terms of constantly being in the room and constantly sticking to our ethics and our values um, to drive conversation and to drive decision making for better outcomes for our staff and most importantly for the children that we work with. Some of the changes that we've seen um, that are finally coming to fruition, uh, the department is now coming on board with a peer support program uh, that has well and truly been overdue and uh, there was quite a lot of opposition as recently only as, as only a year or two ago in, t- in terms of putting something like a peer support program in place. We've also got uh, what we call wellbeing checks for our staff that work in what's called the Joint Child Protection Response Program. They're our caseworkers that work jointly with New South Wales Police and New New South Wales Health. Uh, So we have some wellbeing checks that have come in for 
for our caseworkers that work in that program and we're already seeing some benefits uh, that those wellbeing checks have have, um, come in. And I think there's also been a cultural change in terms of more openness to talk about mental health uh, in the workplace as well. So I have slowly seen a quite a good uh, change in terms of in terms of that culture. I think that the public often have this expectation of child protection work that um, you know you, you hear it with family social gatherings that oh my goodness that's a hard job. When we've surveyed our members, when we've listened to our members in the workplace, when research has been done, funnily enough, it's not um, the trauma associated with direct child protection work that most significantly impacts on our staff being injured and not being able to work in a safe, healthy and reasonable way at work. It's often the the organisational factors and the lack of resources within the workplace. Effectively, the department not not always and satisfactorily providing a safe way in which we want to work. So, you know, we often hear that expression, we just want to do the job that we can do. So, and that's, um, the department acknowledge that, they want to get there as well. Um, and uh, it's um, it's a hard slog, but we're up for the fight and uh, persistence hopefully will win the day. Can I bring you back to a point that you raised earlier, Alison, where you said uh, there used to be some opposition to the peer support network that was uh, you, you've said has just been introduced. Why is that? Is that a cost issue? I don't think... I, I'm, I'm not... Um, satisfied that we ever got a clear a clear landing on, on why that was the case. Um, it's good to see that the peer support program that they're looking at is quite evidence based because yes, absolutely, the evidence has been there there for a very very long time that these programs work. Part of our argument has always been that often what keeps people in the job is actually the informal peer support that we get from each other. And uh, part of our argument, which hopefully cut through, was that peer support is happening anyhow. So wouldn't it be good to actually provide some scaffolding for that informal peer support that's going on? My, my call out to members working in child protection is to just constantly remind yourself of why you're doing the job. And regardless of some of the challenges and the obstacles, um, you know that you're doing the job for the right reason and you're doing the job because it makes a difference and it does make a difference. And um, it's only by hanging in there and committing yourself over and over again to the purpose of doing that job that will make the job better and will make the lives of children better. This is a weekly podcast and you can subscribe to the PSA CPSU podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jim Minns. Thanks again and you'll hear from us next week. Uh, 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 uh.